All right, everybody, welcome to the Back Seat Huddle Podcast, episode 25. Because the only thing funnier than 24 is 25. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to give you guys my divisional round predictions. So hopefully you guys don't hate them. I'm going to be talking to you guys about every game this week. So let's just go ahead and get into it. Okay, so I am going to go ahead, just because I like you guys, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the goods first. I'm going to start off with the best game of the week, what should be the best game of the week, the Dallas Cowboys versus the San Francisco 49ers. So there's reasons to like each of these teams, and I can, I absolutely can make a case for either of these teams to win. And because you're nice enough to still be listening, I'm going to go ahead and do just that. I'm going to give you a reason I like both of these teams. So for me, I'm going to start with the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys for me are a very interesting team because I don't actually know how good the Dallas Cowboys are because they're the Cowboys and they're the same storyline typically every single season. We've seen the cycle where they beat up on average teams. They get really hyped. You get the idea. I have my reservations about the Cowboys, and there's things I don't like about the Cowboys. However, the Dallas Cowboys have a quality about them that makes me doubt everything that I dislike a Cowboys, everything I dislike about the Cowboys. If the Every time I look at the Cowboys and I think this team has a weakness, it just seems not to matter. It's very strange. This season, most seasons, the Cowboys have made a living beating the daylights out of average teams. If you're okay to good, to good enough, to average, the Cowboys are just absolutely going to boat race you, okay? However, if you're an actual good team and you're strong, that isn't always the case. That's really how it should be. And that makes the Cowboys even more challenging for me is because, like I said earlier, I have, I really have a couple reasons, rather, I've said this in past shows is I have a couple reasons that I don't like the Dallas Cowboys offense, but they just keep succeeding in spite of it, which is what good teams do. I don't like that they have, that they don't have a real wide receiver option outside of CD lamb. I don't like that. They're starting 41 year old Jason Peters at left tackle. I don't like that. They're not giving Tony Pollard the lion's share of the carries, but all of despite all those things, I don't like, it doesn't seem to matter. Tony Pollard took his usual amount of carries and looked amazing. The pass catchers that I'm not sure about on the Cowboys, the ones not named CeeDee Lamb, still managed to make an impact on the game versus Tampa. And CeeDee Lamb, despite being the only one that I like, and who should be really their only receiving target, still manages to get his share of yards, targets, touchdowns. And Dak Prescott, who's thrown a thousand interceptions this season and has been given hell about it, played arguably the best game he's played all season long against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, they tore up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. What impressed me most about that game is their offensive line looked amazing. They handled every blitz extremely well. They took care of Vita Vea and Akeem Nix. They opened up massive running lane for the running backs, and they kept Dak Prescott clean all game long. That team that showed up against the Buccaneers, especially for the first half, 
That team can beat anybody. They played out of their minds, and they were unbelievable to say the least. If that team shows up on Sunday, especially that offensive line, the Cowboys, if they can keep Dak Prescott clean, which is obviously a big if, that's their path to winning a game. And if you're a Cowboys fan right now, you have to be extremely excited about your ability to win this game because the Cowboys are also largely getting healthy at the right time. Outside of that J-Ron curse injury against Tampa, they look like they have a lot of their dudes back. And it looked like that Micah Parsons injury towards the end-ish of the game or the halftime of that game against Tampa didn't appear to be anything significant. And more so, the Cowboys appear to be peaking right now. They're playing their best football right now. Outside of that stinker against the Commanders, they played extremely well against the Buccaneers. They played very well against Philadelphia despite some mistakes. They are playing well when it matters most. You have to like that if you are a Cowboys fan. And despite all that hype I just gave you about the Cowboys, I still like the 49ers in this matchup. The Cowboys walked into Tampa Bay with a massive advantage, and I don't know how I didn't catch it last week when I was doing predictions. The Cowboys, during the regular season, had the 21st-ranked run defense and the 8th-ranked pass defense and a group of pass rushers that delivered the third-most sacks in the NFL. Against a team like Tampa Bay, that had statistically, at one point, the worst rushing offense in NFL history, and then thereafter, the 32nd-ranked, obviously, ranked rushing offense the rest of the season. A heavy reliance on the pass. They set an NFL record for attempts and completions and a beat-up offensive line that took a step back this season anyway. It makes sense that the Cowboys would be able to take advantage of all of those Tampa Bay weaknesses. It just made sense that they would win that game like that. I just happened to miss it. It's going to be the opposite of that for the Cowboys against the 49ers. The Dallas Cowboys have once again the 21st ranked rushing defense in the NFL going up against Christian McCaffrey and the 8th ranked rushing offense of the San Francisco 49ers. The Cowboys obviously have a ferocious pass rush led by Micah Parsons and the 49ers have a rookie quarterback and that's got to be concerned. However, the best way to take pressure off of your quarterback and off of your offensive line when they're pass blocking is to establish a run game, which statistically, based on the numbers, the 49ers should not have a problem doing. And not just because of the numbers and because the Dallas defense doesn't hold up against the run well, but also because the 49ers just established the run against everybody. It's what they do. And they're playing against the 11th worst rushing defense in the NFL. That does not bode well for Dallas. And there's also something I've been hearing a lot about Brock Purdy, where people, Twitter, TikTok, whatever, will say, he hasn't played against the real defense yet. Like, yeah, he has. He's been playing against the 49ers defense every single day in practice, week in and week out up to week 13, whatever, with the scout team. He's seen and played against the best defense in the NFL every single week in, week out, day in, day out. Now he's playing against lesser defenses with the first team San Francisco offense, not the scout team like he was playing against with the San Francisco defense in practice. It makes perfect sense why Brock Purdy is playing so well if you look at it under that lens. 
there's also going to be a group of people who are going to say that the 49ers haven't seen a pass rush like the Cowboys, which, yes, they have in practice. Joey Bosa led the NFL in sacks this season with 18 and a half. The 49ers defense also only averaged about half a sack less per game than the Dallas Cowboys did this season. So it's not like they're the rest of their defensive line stinks. And I'm prepared to argue that it won't even it won't even matter that the Cowboys have an amazing pass rush because the 49ers have an equally amazing offensive line. Thanks to David Lombardi for this. The 49ers offensive line has the fifth best pass block efficiency in the NFL. They also arguably have the best left tackle in the NFL protecting Brock Purdy's blind side. So I like all of that, but let's let's let me explain to you why I like the 49ers even more. Let's just simplify the whole thing. Not the let's get down to the base level stats, not the advanced metrics today. Let's get down to the simple basic numbers for Cowboys versus 49ers. Offense and defense, 49ers win both. The 49ers have the fifth ranked overall offense in the NFL. The Dallas Cowboys are ranked 11th. The 49ers had the number one ranked overall defense in the NFL. The Cowboys are ranked 13th. The Cowboys score 27 and a half points per game. The 49ers score 26 and a half points per game. You're like, okay, cool. There's a win for the Cowboys. But then people are like, oh, 27 and a half points per game, but they played Cooper Rush for four games. Okay, sure. Let's play that game. Since Brock Purdy took over, the 49ers are averaging 33 and a half points per game, which is best in the NFL. 49ers allow 16.3 points per game. Cowboys allow 20.1 points per game. The 49ers are just the better team. They're the better team on paper, and they feel like the better team. They also feel like they have a head coaching advantage, and that makes a difference. Let's ask the Jaguars and Chargers all about it. I could keep going with reasons I feel like the 49ers are going to win this game, but I don't want to spend an hour just talking about this one game. So I'm taking the 49ers, probably bigger than most. I'm going to say 49ers win 31-21. to Bills versus Bengals. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. <clears throat> Bills versus Bengals. This is one of the toughest games for me to pick simply because each of these teams has something I can point to and I can just look at it easily and say, I don't like that. That's the reason they can lose, which is kind of weird for a divisional round playoff game against two teams that at one point were both kind of Super Bowl favorites or in that discussion. For the Bills, it's simple. They're overly reliant on Josh Allen being Superman. And recently, Josh Allen has been turning the ball over a lot. I brought this up on Tuesday's show, and I'm going to bring it up again. This season, Josh Allen finished 22nd in completion percentage, first in turnovers, tied for seventh in interceptions. And thanks to Nick Wright for this, I was listening to Colin Cowherd, where he was on there. He said, Josh Allen this season has 32 combined interceptions and fumbles in 17 games. Dude, that's a lot of risk, and that is putting the ball in harm's way way too often. And then for the Bengals, it's obvious. It's it's obvious. It's the offensive line. They're out three starters, which in itself is a huge concern. And they may get Alex Kappa back for this game, their right guard, I believe, which is obviously a good thing. That's my concern for the Bengals, but I, 
I struggle so much with this being an actual concern because we've seen Joe Burrow and company do it without an excellent offensive line, but not having the offensive line obviously takes away in some level that vertical passing game with Jamar Chase that they just do so well. But when it comes down to it, when I do, when I did the research for Bills versus Bengals, every time I got down to the nitty gritty of it, I felt like I felt like I kept coming to a point where each team was close enough or things felt insignificant or I couldn't come up with a reason one way or the other, either team would win this game. Because there's things I like about both teams. I like that the Bills have a very good defensive line, even without Von Miller going up against that obviously banged up Bengals offensive line. I like that the Bengals defense allowed the lowest completion rate and passer rating in the NFL during the regular season. I like that the Bills seemed to, last week, have committed to their running backs running the ball and took some pressure off of the shoulders of Josh Allen. I like that the Bengals have the fifth best rushing defense in the NFL, which should force more of that pressure back on the Josh Allen, which plays into those defensive statistics I gave just a second ago and also may perhaps force him, very likely, into more mistakes and to get careless with the football. And every single time I tried to make a case for either team based on the numbers and the figures and the statistics, I struggled. So I simplified it down to one thing, the quarterbacks. And I apologize to you listening to this if that's obtuse and if that's overly simple, but I don't know what to do with this game. I don't know who to pick. I don't know who I feel like is the better team, but I do know who I feel is the better quarterback and who I trust more right now. And that's Joe Burrow. When it comes down to it, I trust Joe Burrow right now more than I trust Josh Allen. Josh Allen has turnover issues. Joe Burrow doesn't. He's had, and then Josh Allen had three more turnovers again against the Dolphins last week. And he's going into a game against the Bengals that own the sixth best turnover ratio in the NFL at plus six. So when it comes down to the quarterbacks, I know which one I trust better. And that's why I'm going to pick the Cincinnati Bengals close. I'm going to say 28 to 24 Bengals win. Eagles versus Giants. This one seems like the easiest game of the week. This one very much feels like it should be an easy Eagles win. I understand people want to point at that game from a few weeks ago and say, oh, the Eagles could barely beat the Giants second team. Get the hell out of here. Come on now. This Eagles team is clearly better than the Giants. The Giants should not feel, they should not feel all high and mighty about beating the fraudulent Vikings. Congratulations. You beat the team with the worst defense in the NFL and arguably the luckiest team in NFL history. The Giants are going from visiting the worst defense in the NFL to going to visit Lincoln Financial where the Eagles have statistically the second best defense in the NFL, the most sacks in the NFL by a lot. And the Eagles are one of four teams in NFL history with 70 plus sacks and 70 or more sacks. And they have the NFL's third best turnover ratio. Name one thing you think the Giants do well that the Eagles don't do better. Quarterback, Eagles. Say what you will about Daniel Jones. He looked good against the worst defense in the NFL, but Daniel Jones was never in the MVP discussion. Jalen Hurts was. Passing offense, 
Eagles rank ninth, Giants rank 26th. Rushing offense, maybe a wash. The Giants are ranked fourth and the Eagles are ranked fifth. And they are separated by a sixth of a yard per game. Offensive line, Eagles, their pro football focuses number one ranked unit. Defensive line, you have to say the Eagles. They had the most sacks in the NFL. They had four players with 10 sacks or more. And that's not including Fletcher Cox, who had seven sacks. And they also have Jordan Davis, who's obviously a difference maker as well. Secondary, Eagles are better. They have an all-pro. Receiving core, God, the Eagles by a freaking mile. Overall defense, Eagles are ranked second. Giants are ranked 24th. This is the easiest game of the week. I cannot see a way that the Eagles lose this game unless it's just some divisional game weirdness. I like the Eagles a lot in this game. If it weren't for the fact this was a divisional game, I would make this a larger deficit or larger blowout than it is. I would think it would be not as close of a game as I'm going to predict is what I'm trying to say. If this game weren't a divisional game, I would say it would be uh, not this close. I'm going to say Eagles 28 to 21. And lastly, the Jaguars versus the Chiefs. I'm sorry to, if you're still listening that this is not my best this is not my best analysis. I just, I can't come up with the way the Jaguars are going to win this game. The Jaguars are a nice story, but I can't come up with a legitimate reason the Jaguars will win outside of some any given Sunday type of cliche. I didn't pick the Jaguars to beat the Chargers. And if the Chargers had a capable head coach plus offensive coordinator, I don't think the Jaguars are playing against the Chiefs this week. And... They won the game last week, but the signs are not great for them to win the game this week. I'm just going to give a couple reasons of why the Chiefs should win this game. Number one, there are, the Chiefs are obviously coming off of a bye, and Andy Reid is 27-4 and four off of a bye. The Jaguars have the 27th ranked pass defense. They're a mess, and they're about to play against Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs are at home. Conventional wisdom, okay, let's try to make a case for the, the Jaguars. Conventional wisdom is that the, the best way to beat great quarterbacks is to establish a run game and keep the opposing quarterback off of the field. But I can't even rely on that being a possibility for the Jaguars as the Jaguars have the 14th ranked rushing offense in the NFL, but the Chiefs have the 8th ranked rushing defense in the NFL. So I can't even be like, oh, that's the way because it looks like the Chiefs win that matchup as well. Every time I try to come up with the way the Jaguars are going to win this game, I just can't. And then when all else fails, like I did with the Bengals and Bills, I look at the quarterbacks. Like, what's the matchup of the quarterbacks? Who do I like better at the quarterbacks? Even that answer is obvious. I just can't come up with the way that I think the Jaguars win this game. This one feels like it could be the blowout of the week, but I don't trust the Chiefs' defense, uh, their pass defense, so it could end up being a pretty close game. Either way, I'm picking the Chiefs 35 to 27. So that's it. That's my show. I will see you guys all next Tuesday. Take care, everybody.